Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. No one likes to be taken advantage of, but what if you found out that everything that's happened in the past decade has been carefully planned and executed? Pastor J.D. reminds us in today's update that while Satan will stop at nothing to destroy God's creation, God is still a step ahead. He won't take advantage of you. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 19th, 2023. As you might imagine... The recent interest in UFOs has also triggered a renewed interest in what's known as Project Bluebeam, which according to one verified source is, quote, reported to be a conspiracy theory introduced by Canadian investigative journalist Sergei Monast. The theory claims that members of the Pentagon, NASA, and the United Nations were collaborating on a plan to simulate a fake alien invasion and staged return of Jesus Christ using hologram projections. In doing so, he asserted, they would eliminate all traditional religions, including Christianity, to make way for a one-world religion as well as to abolish national pride, national identities, and family as it is known today. According to the theory, there are four distinct steps to Project Blue Beam's execution. Number one, the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge via earthquakes. Number two, a mammoth-style light show and hologram simulating Christ's return in what we know as the rapture. Number three, telepathic thought control by the Antichrist. And number four, listen to this, a simulated alien invasion beginning in the year 2024, or maybe sooner. That's now. Hmm. Oh, right on schedule. Hmm. Hmm. I had a brother locally here in the fellowship help me out with this, and he did some research on this, and after several hours he found this document titled, An Operational Analysis for Air Force 2025. On page 128 of this downloadable PDF file, which we have a link to along with everything else, The actual document, section 5.6, airborne holographic projector under, quote, brief description states, and I quote, 
The holographic projector displays a three-dimensional visual image in a desired location removed from the display generator. The projector can be used for psychological operations, psyops, and strategic perception management. It is also useful for optical deception, delusion, and cloaking, providing a momentary distraction when engaging an unsophisticated adversarial. Oh, I'm an unsophisticated adversary, I guess. Oh, it's to deceive and distract. That's what this is for. I happened upon this meme that's making its way around social media. I think it says it all. PSYOP in 2020, virus. 2021, vaccine, so-called. 2022, war. Now, 2023, UFOs. These are all psychological operations, distractions, deceptions. That's what this is all about. This brings us to what is arguably the main event, as it were, which is that of a train derailment in Ohio, which has led to a forced evacuation due to the deadly toxic chemical explosion. Ironically enough, this took place in a town called East Palestine. Why do I pronounce it like that and not Palestine? Because, first of all, that's how they pronounce it. You know, just last week, very uh, interesting, precious family from New Palestine, Indiana. He said, we're, we're from a very small town, New Palestine. He said, Palestine. I said, I said why, are you, why are you saying Palestine? That's the ac- accurate, actual transliteration of Philistine. Palestine, Philistia, more so than Palestine. He said, that's how we pronounce it. That's how the locals pronounce it. So I'm watching some video on this train derailment, and they called this town by its correct pronunciation, East Palestine. Well, that's interesting. Of all the towns, it's named after what the... Land of Israel was named after when it was destroyed in 70 AD. Hmm. That's very interesting to me. Yeah, pastor, you're reading too much into it. Fine. Whatever. It's a gift, and that's what I do. (laughs) Should be noted that the CDC published a 293-page downloadable PDF file titled Toxicological Profile for Vinyl Chloride, which is actually an update to a previous publication 17 years prior, back in 2006. Pastor, why is this relevant? It's relevant because the CDC published the update 11 days before the train derailment in Ohio in which vinyl chloride was released. Do you think that's a coincidence? Why specific to vinyl chloride? Because of figure 1-1, pictured here, titled, Health Effects Found in Humans and Animals Following Inhalation Exposure to Vinyl Chloride. I, I don't know 
as of this morning, but I, I did try to check. But yesterday, as of yesterday, I was made aware of additional derailments and events immediately following this chemical release, which is what it is, in Ohio. And there was one in Texas, Oregon, and Michigan, as well as deadly chemical explosions in Arizona and Florida. And this is all deliberate to kill people. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, let's get to actors and entertainment. Are you, are you okay? We're getting there. Believe it or not, this ties in. What if I told you that last year, in 2022, Netflix released a movie titled White Noise, which is about a train derailment in Ohio, leading to a forced evacuation due to the deadly toxic chemical explosion. Come on. Really? Really? Yeah, really. And they make a mockery even of it. It's, it's kind of a comedy. I, I watched the trailer. I wouldn't recommend it. Just for, It's a script, man. It's predictive programming, man. Okay, programs. Programs? I'm going to be programmed. A channel. Let's, uh, let's turn the channel. Oh, they're going to channel. I'm going to be channeled. Well, we did an update on it a while back. I would even dare to say that virtually everything that is put out by Hollywood is all predictive programming. And this is a textbook case of it. And it speaks to how everything that we've looked at heretofore is all planned, it's all staged, it's all a setup, it's all scheduled and pre-planned, and they execute the plan. This brings us to the Grammy Awards. Oh, boy. I, I mean, this was, I would have to say, probably one of the most overtly satanic performances that you would ever see. In fact, I had a difficult time trying to crop the picture just so it would be appropriate to even show. Now, again, I don't want to go too far into this, lest doing so would glorify Satan, which is exactly what this is all about. You know that, right? But what I will say about it, and I think it says it all, is that the Grammys were sponsored by none other than Pfizer. Pfizer. Well, this ties into number eight, lastly, the planned genocide and control. Back in 2020, we covered this strategic intelligence chart from the World Economic Forum, and I just wanted to take a quick moment to update you on their update concerning vaccination. And here's why. Mandatory vaccinations are at the center of everything, and I mean everything. What's interesting is that their updates now include things like misinformation, religion, economics, cybersecurity, diversity, and social protection, to vaccine hesitancy, and everything in between. Bottom line, this is a planned genocide to first reduce the population 
in order to then control the population. And here's the thing. (laughs) It's happening now. In real time. Let's catch our breath, because this brings us full circle to the three R's. Thankfully. Thank you, Jesus. Provides us a way back to Jesus. Our first love. (laughs) Notice how Jesus first tells this first church to remember the height from which they've fallen. As if to say, you've fallen out of love with me. You've instead now fallen in love with the world, which is why you've left me as your first love. This is where it has to start. Remembering one's love for the Lord at the start. Remember when Jesus was everything. He was first and foremost. Now this is not speak to infatuation. That's different. It speaks to loving the Lord with all our heart, mind, strength, and soul. And by the way, this applies to marriage, not that this is a a teaching on marriage, but it's in the marriage relationship which starts off that way. It's all so romantic, right? My wife and I, 35 years this year, when we first got married, man, I opened the door for her. Such a romantic, ah. Now, 35 years later, like Ephesus, Hurry up! Get in! We're late! What's the matter with you? Okay, That's the last time I'm using myself as an example and taking one for the team. I'm going to leave that one right there. But it was a, it was a get to. It, your time with the Lord was, was because you wanted to. At first, well this goes into and dovetails into the second R, repent which simply means to change one's mind and change one's direction in turning back, doing a 180. Stay with me on this. If we would but remember what it was like back there, and back then, we'll want to turn back and return back for what we first had. Then, Once we've remembered, repented, and returned back to our first love, we'll want to repeat what worked at first. The first works. That's what that means. What worked at first? The first works. Your first love. But this is the problem, isn't it? (laughs) You know, I just don't have those feelings anymore. Hmm. I don't feel as I did at first. Well, do the first works and the feelings will return. Let me try that again. I'll say the same thing in a different way. Return to what worked at first and it will be the first love and the first works. The feelings will follow. Let me try that one more time. (laughs) Think this through with me. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that same gushy feeling that I had. You know, it's, it's over time, you know, you just kind of mature. And I, by the way, I, I, I don't 
agree with this notion that if you find yourself years later not loving the Lord as you first did, you know, love matures. I love my wife more today than I did when I actually opened the door for her. <laughs> but, but it's a mature love. It's not an infatuation, immature love. No, it's a mature love now. I've grown in grace and matured in Christ, and it's a mature love. And you, you grow in that love. But when you go back and you start doing what worked at first, oh, the feelings follow. True story, you've maybe heard this before. Uh, wife goes into the attorney's office, says, I'm going to divorce this jerk. Attorney's a Christian, says, well, okay, fine, but I want you to do something. It'll really get him. I want you to cook his favorite dinner every night. You know, bring him the paper. That's back when people read the paper, which we don't read anymore. And do all of these things that you, you know, just, and then divorce him. She's like, yeah, that'll get him. So she does it. She's working really hard and making his favorite meal. And you got to know, he thinks, wow, what's up with this? You were just wanting a divorce the other day. You were going to leave me. Well, this goes on. And the agreement was 90 days, three months. The attorney knew she would not call back. You know why? Because <laughs> she was so in love with him after she did that, she no longer wanted to divorce him. What's your point, Pastor? The feelings follow. The feelings follow. When you do what you did at first, the feelings will follow if you do it first. And that's not a play on words. That's God's word in James concerning the Lord drawing near to us when we first draw near to Him. In other words, I first draw near to Him, then He will draw near to me. Then in His presence is the fullness of the feelings <laughs> of joy. This is Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. A couple more things real quick. Notice verse 5. Jesus warns them that if they don't repent, he says it twice, he will quickly come and remove their lampstand. What does the lampstand represent? The presence of the Lord. If you don't repent, return, repeat, remember, I'm going to come quickly and I'm going to take my presence out of the church. And by extension, the midst of your life as a Christian. And when this happens, think about it. There's no life, no light, and the ensuing deadness and darkness sets in, marking this as the end. The end of all things. First Peter chapter 4 verse 7. The end of all things is near. Therefore be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. As I was preparing for and praying about today's prophecy update, I was struck by the irony 
(laughs) of how all of this can work both ways. And here's what I mean by that. Everything on this gnarly list can either take someone away from Jesus or propel them to or back to Jesus. Let me just share personally for me. Some 40 years ago now, I came to the realization that Satan was real. And it was really through the vehicle, the medium, that's another one, of music, of the satanic music. And I was listening to bands that, and this is not a gimmick, that had literally sold their souls for rock and roll. And these were agents of Satan. These were demon-possessed musicians that were basically taking people to hell, like ACDC, on the highway to hell. Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, it's actually a staircase to hell. These are Satanists. And I was, please don't look at me weird, I was demon-possessed in and through this music. And then I heard the gospel one night, and it was presented very clearly, as it always should be, And I realized, wait a minute, Satan is real. Now wait a minute, if if Satan is real, that means Jesus is real. And if Satan wants to take me on the highway to hell, that must mean that Jesus wants to take me on the highway to heaven. And I put two and two together. And that night, man, I prayed myself to sleep, crying out to God just childlike, simple prayer. And it was, I was, I'm not proud of this, I was very intoxicated and high, and I mean, I slurred my prayers. And I fell asleep praying, asking God to take me off the highway to hell and put me on the highway to heaven. Woke up the next morning. I'm a new creation in Christ. I was born again. I mean, I could not start my day off without the drugs, the alcohol, the tobacco, and all the other addictions. <laughs> I went to reach for them. The Holy Spirit sent me going, hey, <laughs> good news. You don't need that anymore. I'm like, what? I've tried to quit so many times. No, you don't need it anymore. And the desire was gone and replaced with a desire for the Word of God, the things of God. Now I had a problem. I had a lot of brain damage, (laughs) but I didn't have a Bible. So I went out and found a Bible. King James Version, nothing wrong, don't email me. But I'm like, thee, thou, thy, no. So I said, there's got to be a Bible for people like me that have a very limited vocabulary. So I got my hands on what was known at the time as the Good News Bible. Okay, now that's more. And that was even a stretch for me at the time. I'm like, okay, this, this, this is easier. And I read, I couldn't put it down. Six months, first time I read through the whole Bible. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.